morning, good evening, and I hope everyone is going to have a good night. This is TK, Bud Talks Podcast, episode 101. Thank you everyone who did listen to episode 099. That was actually my pilot episode, Bud Talks Podcast. Episode 1, a pilot talk with Bud. And this here is floating for the holidays. I'll I'll start off by just giving you heads up of what I'll be talking about. I'll really briefly touch on the books I'm writing. I'll briefly touch on an update on my GoFundMe. And I do want to talk about specifically the journey I'm currently in with writing full time. And what and where it all got started, October 2018. I'll talk about that. But again, thank you all for listening. To kick it off, I do have a book out in I Between My Haiku. That is a creative writing series. It's a journaling book. Excuse me. It's my journaling thoughts put into a book with readers having the opportunity to journal and express their free thoughts at the end of the poetry in chapter nine. So between each chapter is haiku, inspirational that is, and at the end of the book, you can journal yourself. And I, between my haiku, go ahead and check that out on Amazon. And also Bourgeoisie 1, book one of the Divine Nine Trilogy, Again, I know a lot of people might have trouble saying the name of the book, Bourgeoisie, Bourgeoisie, but that is the book I began writing last year, completed it after losing it. I'm not going to tell that story again, but am editing. I have a partner that I'll be working with on a brain predictive model. This is... One of the projects I'm really excited to talk to people about. I'm not going to be sending any material on my website. Again, that's vehicledigest.net. There won't be much material on the cognitive functional typology theory or model. Again, it's a brain predictive model that I do care to share with people. However, I don't want to have any, like I said, any material on my site or website or through email for that matter until we kind of hone down on the model and kind of get things going with the publishing and whatnot, but that'll be more in 2020. So again, Bud Talks podcast, this is episode one zero one. I do want to update everybody on my GoFundMe. I am crowdfunding to currently support me. So I do appreciate Whoever it was that donated $10 today, you actually really inspired me. I don't know who you are, but I shout out to you. Your $10 really touched me today. It's one of those things where the thought that counts, and it's actually more than a thought. It's, it's encouragement for me being the solo entrepreneur, the honestpreneur, the solopreneur, freelance writer, self-publishing author. I hate all those titles, but you know what? That's kind of what I'm doing. So I appreciate the support. I do need more of you. I do need more of your $10. I'm not going to front. And I have a lot to offer in terms of 
what I'm going to be talking about today. And that is my flotation tank experience that I underestimated in terms of the visual visualizations I had in the tank and my meditative practices that followed after. So if anybody doesn't know what the flotation tank is, it's a, you can go to a lot of spas. I, I'm born and raised, reside here in Portland, Oregon. Everett Healing House, Community Healing House, I might have said that wrong, but the Everett Community Healing House in Southeast Portland. Uh, I actually did two in the past year. The purpose of it is to meditate under complete silence, darkness, and you float inside of a dark tank that has about 800 pounds of Epsom salt, and you are alone with your thoughts. It was quite the outside the box experience for me, by the way, it allowed me to face a lot of thoughts and emotions and things aside from the eventual visualizations, a lot of thoughts and feelings and events that I'd never really explored at this point in my life, overcoming the anxiety, the years of emotional suicide and not knowing who I was, what I'm doing here on this earth. And speaking from the gut, I, I will truly say that it was, I would say, a life-changing event. I was able to write about the experience about a year ago. It was a three-part piece I published on, again, that's vehicledigest.net. The three-part piece was in reflection of the flotation tank experience and if you would like to read those, I'll try to post a link to the to the to the post. But the first one was War with God in Black, War for God, Kali. And that's War and God three, the people. So just to kind of explain the the publishing pieces, it again was an experience that I kind of decided to do on the out of the blue war with God in black was written in reflection again of the order, the balance and understanding the disturbances in the flotation tank. So again, you're in this tank floating in water that's basically filled with salt and you don't really want to disturb the water too much because salt can get in your eye. You don't want to disturb the calmness because once you get to a point of floating, you can't feel anything. Obviously, no other senses are engaging with the environment. However, you are in the dark with your thoughts. And War with God in Black was a written reflection on who and what, where, and how my thoughts are being emerged when there's no stimuli around. It did bring up a lot of past experiences when I wasn't really the full developed individual and in terms of who I am today, I was still discovering myself. Um, so when I'm talking about earlier, I mentioned emotional suicide. In that tank, I felt like I had faced those days again. It had been years before that experience in the tank alone in the dark and just my thoughts 
that I'd actually ex- looked back at the times that I told myself we're not doing this anymore. And I'm talking about life. Imagine being in a city, a town, a place where you are detached from everybody, your family, your friends, and there isn't really an outlet, a vehicle, there isn't really an avenue to connect. Well, that's kind of something that the brain creates. It's not anything wrong with you if you feel like that, but this was how I felt for years, even though I was in college. So yeah, it was a total emotional roller coaster that I was experiencing as a young adult. And I hadn't really reflected on those moments until that flotation tank experience. I mean, I thought about it, it kind of sublimity came out in a lot of my poetry or comes out in my poetry. But that's only because I was able to look deep down, deep down in myself and say, why? However, why is not really relevant now because for one, I moved on from that time in my life. And for two, I'm asking a self why. And that person doesn't really exist anymore. So who I was in college, I mean, I'm still Terrell. I'm still TK. But Hanson is the individual that, I mean, for one, it's my pen name, but think about the relationship between the life you want to create and who you were. I don't try to hide my identity. I'm very open about my old thought patterns. I'm very open about who I used to think I was going to be. And the experience to be in the dark with your thoughts and have your life spinning before you, you come to a point where you don't care. So that's where the openness and writing about my past emotional turbulence in life. And with the, with the tank, it's pretty interesting. Your, your universe is the water, the salt water and the dark. You will have an itch. I mean, everybody itches. I remember my butt itched and I scratched it, but it wasn't just a, a scratch. So you have to maintain calmness in the water. You have to make sure you're not flopping all over the place because it's slippery too. You know, if you lose your balance, I mean, you're floating in stillness and think about trying to move your left hand to scratch your buttocks, but your right hand is on the right still there. So you have to maintain the balance when you reach down under your body and scratch your butt. So that was the understanding of the balance you must maintain in the dark, in the flotation tank. I didn't have a lot of balance in my life back in college. I mean, I was partying a lot, didn't really get the best grades, kind of ran myself into a emotional hole of thinking that my life was never going to, was never going to be the way I had envisioned it to be. And who knows what the hell that was back then, but I can tell you it wasn't, I thought my life was going to be something that it's not today for one. So I'm very blessed, very fortunate to be here. And when I say, when I titled these pieces, War with God, War for God, and War and God, 
I also was discovering my God. I grew up Christian. I don't really have a strong Christian practice, lifestyle. However, I'm, I'm, I'm very deeply rooted in my own spirituality. And I was hesitant to use the word God in these pieces. I mean, they didn't really get a lot of feedback, but if I am going to be alone with my thoughts and nothing else, who else to call upon then some, whatever energy, whatever emerging divine power that's feeding you thoughts to me or your think I kind of think about the body as an antenna of receiving information and everything around you is being fed into your conscious. Well, when you're in the dark, who's giving you those thoughts when you're just with you're with self. And I let it all come to me. I let every thoughts come to me. And and it was 90 minutes, by the way. You know, you get fully naked and you're just there. After about 30 minutes, I would say after about 30 minutes. I mean, I really don't know. I mean, you're kind of just in a floating flow state. But after a while, the, the, the spinning thoughts of my past, you know, kind of getting over the days who I used to be and even questioning in that tank, am I still this person? Am I ready for this lifestyle of letting myself be known, letting, letting, letting it all out, out there? Am I, am I really that bold? Am I really that trustworthy of my past? I mean, I have nothing to hide, but who the hell are people going to think I am? First of all, but then at the same time, I've kind of grown over the past year to understand that I don't really care who people think I am. I mean, as of now, I'm just a voice. And I appreciate you guys for listening, by the way. The idea of the flotation tank is to let your th- thoughts come. It's kind of like meditation, more of a controlled, env- or I don't say controlled, but uncontrolled, controlled environment because you don't have anything around you controlling you. So you're in an environment where, and let me just go back to my experience because I can kind of get off topic with this stuff. But I I started to learn about different religions. I don't, like I mentioned earlier, I don't practice religions. It was very interesting to have the free time to study up on a lot of stuff and where a lot of beliefs and stereotypes come from. And I feared spiders for a long time. There's a Hindu goddess named Kali who is kind of a counterpart of another Hindu goddess or God, I believe Shiva. And Kali is a spidered woman. And if you, and that's the image that she's been kind of portrayed in historical context. But a lot of the thoughts that were coming to me in that tank reflected a lot of fear. And I used to, like I said, I don't have a, I was scared of spiders. I don't plan to have racophobia, but it was more of the fear of there might be a spider in here. Let me get the hell out. But I don't, I had to drop those thoughts in the same way that to best explain it today. 
meditation allows me to practice the repetition of saying fuck it. I mean, you drop the thought, you get a scary thought, you get a nerve wracking event that keeps appearing in your appearing in your conscious. You drop the thought and keep moving. Action is probably the best transaction to relax and realize you're moving on from a state of disturbance. So kind of going back to when I had to scratch my butt, I would have to actually lay down or move under my body, both my left and my right hand to scratch the left side of my butt. Because otherwise, if I put the left side down, the right side will come up. What goes down comes up. You get me? So I had to do that. I had to figure that out in the first 30, 40 minutes too. That's why I was able to like surpass the ideal of being so disturbed by scratches and itches and I don't know this, if the salt got into something. I mean, that would be very disturbing as well, but I don't believe that actually happened. It was, it was more so maintaining the balance so that I could literally float away, which leads me to after discovering and getting over the bad, scary ex thoughts and the future of my life under Bud Hansen and writing all that good stuff. Right. <laughs> I went into a state of just floating. And if you've never done that before, it is amazing. I'm not going to talk about every visualization or every story that I had, but uh, I do box. I had a visualization that I was boxing somebody and I had to, I snapped out of it because my fist started twitching and it brought me back to a very calm state, but I realized my brain had went off to some future moment where I'm sparring with this one celebrity it was very vivid because I, I I could tell you every one of my senses was there in that moment but my body was in the flotation tank every single scent every sense or yeah <laughs> I mess up my words sometimes everything around me was telling me that I was boxing that was the first story I, I, I snapped out of that because I realized I was in too deep who knows where I would have done or what I would have did if I wouldn't have stopped. But the next story was kind of like clockwork, you know. It was I knew a visualization was coming. I was going to enjoy it. And I think it's one of those things where your body is starting to notice all these things going on around you. And it starts to feed you different prompts of information of your past. I mean, our body is just a memory organism and how random is it that I cling on to the thought of whether it was speaking to people cling on to the thought of boxing cling on to the thought of speaking with the voice that and this is actually towards the end um, I started to hear a voice inside of me that said, this is what you'll do when you leave this tank. And here I am today. One of the ideas that I left with, and by the way, I went into this tank on, I believe the day of my last employed, official day of employment at my last company. I did sell aviation data, did very well, which is why I've been able to live off the earnings of that opportunity. But 
it's also why I, I was able to ask myself, is this what I want to do? I mean, aviation, flying, airplanes. I love airplanes. I'm an AV geek. I love all that stuff. And I didn't want to leave such a good opportunity if it wasn't going to be worth my dream goals. I had a lot of anxiety about the decision. I blame it. I don't, I mean, I don't blame it on anything, but I feel like I succeeded a little too soon in the opportunity and was kind of ready for the next big thing. And I had, you know, circumstances around me that kind of allowed me to make the decision, but it was hard for me to tell the future. And when I went into the flotation tank on the last day of my employment, I was in visualizing somebody's calling me. Hold on. Let me pause this. My apology, everyone, but my cousin Ashley called and I hate not calling people back. I called her back and she didn't call me back. I hate when people don't answer. So I like to answer my phone. Anyways, back to the visualization after leaving my last company last year, October 18th, 2018. So the visualization was to really look inside of my deep self after hearing the good feedback and results about people's experience in the flotation tank. The vivid visualizations was more of a what will my deep self now allow me to accomplish. In the For the most part, though, what is it that inside of me I should be looking to either move toward gravitate to in terms of what's the big end goal and like I mentioned a lot of anxiety was built up before leaving an opportunity with making well over six figures I knew that I can do it elsewhere I knew that if I had a strong enough network, a strong enough sense of self, that it would benefit me to do it with all my heart. I run my business from the heart of my soul. And when I say that, it's been trial and error. And one of the things I would say, um, I mean, let me just step outside of the flotation talk for a second. I am looking for mentors, writing mentors, entrepreneurs. Um, I mentioned the GoFundMe. I do want sponsorship. I am seeking sponsorship through organizations, nonprofits, companies. Uh, my collaboration with different individuals who are, you know, deeply rooted in the spirituality of themselves and wanting to kind of understand the meaning of the meaning of life and not everybody is in a position or has the opportunity, the means to do that. And I really want to showcase my journey for that reason. And I, I feel like a lot of companies, whether they sponsor writers, sponsor entrepreneurs, it would definitely benefit them as a leading entity to at least pursue that or at least engage with people who 
are now looking outside or looking in the corporate America, I guess, what do you call it? I mean, right now I look from the outside. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I'm literally live outside the box now. Go downtown Portland, never. When I do, it's that world of chaos that used to prompt so much anxiety inside of me. And I felt like that was my identity. I felt like my identity was what the company wanted me to do, what companies wanted me to pursue. And after a year of this journey, you know, it's been a lot that's that's went on. And again, I kind of talk about this a lot on my website. Again, that's vehicledigest.net. The experience is a very emotional roller coaster for me personally, just dealing with finances and relationships, having to maintain a house with a puppy. However, it could be worse, and I am very blessed because, I mean, I could have a kid. I could have something else that's holding me back, but I feel like with what I've what I'm very grateful for is that I have the platforms, I have the tools, the necessary things to succeed. My new definition of success is literally putting one foot before the other. My definition of success is you hearing my voice. Today, my definition of success is being able to be grateful and not so stressful. My success is literally around being able to breathe a calm breath. As I just took one, that is for me like the glory of God. That's again, I'm really speaking from my heart here because if you've ever had a panic attack, I used to have them in college. I had one back in March. Had a, I mean, I've had many panic attacks. I who knows what triggers them, but you don't want to, I mean, I know what triggers them, by the way, I'm not clueless about it. Um, the last major one I had was, I mean, I, I know why I had it and I hadn't had one since so I've had pretty much one and a half in the last 10 years, but, um, excuse me, actually seven, eight years, but anyways, we're not talking about panic attacks. However, I will say that a lot of anxiety and kind of that spinning depression pressing mood leads up to panic attacks. And, uh, I've, I've heard through, uh, one of the counselors, psychologists I was going to see that you have to face them. What causes them? I mean, it's literally as simple as I think he was telling me the story about if you have panic attacks in public places, you have to kind of deal with being in public places. You have to deal with what causes it. You have to face the fear 2019 has been a year of me facing fears and it all started in a flotation take of me facing the days that I didn't want to be here. I don't really know what else to say about how messed up my psyche was probably when you guys least knew about it, but there is always an opportunity to grow from those experiences. Let me tell you how the mind and body works from my experience 
it's almost like you're a calm body of water. Naturally, you are a calm body of water with no ripple effects. If you've ever seen a pond that just sits there under the moon, if you've ever seen a lake that is just reflecting the sun, maybe there's a duck, a swan, or a bird that's flying above it that causes a little bit of ripple. But how peaceful is that compared to the rain and the storm that causes that lake, that pond, that body of water to look so disturbed? You know, all the all the, the raindrops, the ripples, the maybe there's somebody on the shore at the edge of the water throwing rocks in it, making unnecessary splashes. Well, those are thoughts. Those are people disturbing you. And you have to learn... One of my biggest lessons in this journey was learning how to manage, eliminate those disturbances, whether they're rocks being thrown into your pond, your body of water, causing an internal disturbance. You cannot let that reflect inside of you from what's being thrown at you from the outside. Think of all the raindrops and ripples as thoughts. You can weather your own storm in terms of What I just did and taking a breath, keep doing that. It doesn't happen right away. You have to do it over time. Start off with three minutes, five minutes of meditation, just breathing. Do not react to your thoughts. It's just your past environment reminding you who you're not. And it's hard. I'm not going to. I've been fortunate. Again, I'm blessed to have come this far, been able to meditate up to an hour a day. I've never used any guided meditation platforms or apps. Um, I've definitely used like maybe a YouTube video to say how to meditate, but I, I, I stopped using that way long ago. I'm at the point where my thoughts are very focused. I mean, I do have some disturbing thoughts too, but again, we talk about flotation tank. You're in that body of water. You're in that calm Epsom salt. When this disturbance arrives, understand, and this is a trial and error type thing, understand how to maintain balance and overcome that disturbance. People will always talk about you. I've learned the hard way that, I mean, being a writer who made very weird decisions, I've heard people say things about my journey, whether they're family or friends, that really discouraged me. But it made me realize that what's, again, on the outside has nothing to do what's with what's within me. And I share that with listeners. I share that with my readers because we need more of I don't give a fucks. Excuse my language. I really don't like to say that. But think about. Who messed up your day today? Can you smile at it now? If you had the opportunity to become the greatest version of yourself, but you had to sacrifice the greatest aspects of your life for just a little bit. And then once you got there, you got to do a little bit longer. 
Just a little bit longer. Push yourself. Push yourself. We limit, I believe we limit ourselves around people's past experiences and their limited ways of thinking, stereotyping. We are concerned about what our family says about us, what our friend says about us. And hearing this so much from different entrepreneurs, I don't do, again, I've learned a lot of my life journey wisdom through trial and error. And the benefit of that is I can tell my story my way. No one, no one else is writing it. And I don't care what your opinion about what I do and say is because I love you. (laughs) I am a vivid believer in accepting everyone, but not trusting everyone. Because not everyone's honest. A lot of people rewrite their past every day. I mean, I am. Maybe one day I'll tell you guys the episode of when I really wanted to drive a car off the bridge and it wasn't even my car. Maybe I'll tell the story one day about there was a nail hanging out of my doorway I'm going to stop there. That kind of goes back to the days where I felt I spoke from a very untouched soul, confused in a world where I was under the impression I had to be somebody that I was never going to be. Ironically, through trusting myself in my past, knowing that I've been here before, I've done this before, I'd succeed as long as I just, as long as I just put one foot before the other and appreciate one breath after another. It's all we have. It's all we'll ever have. You can dream about dying next to your spouse. That would be lovely. But you were born alone. I do wake up asking a lot of questions about things. Questions that are answered in the infinite possibilities of the future. The assuming memories of the past. But when it really comes down to it, you're spinning your own awareness. I am spinning my own awareness. It's a beautiful opportunity. It's a beautiful thing to be here on this earth. I do thank you all for listening. Again, I might have a follow-up episode on this flotation talk. But one thing I will say in closing Go try the flotation tank. If you don't have the means to do so, sit in the dark for about five minutes and close your eyes. I'm laughing because 
it's a very weird challenge. It, it was very eerie for me to even do the flotation tank because, again, I didn't really know what to expect out of it, but kind of like meditation, you expect nothing. However, what I've experienced was myself. What I've experienced was growth. And guess what, guys? It wasn't easy. I had years of believing this day wouldn't come. When I'm speaking to listeners, I don't know. People I will soon to meet and will appreciate what I do. And in return, I'll either hope to collaborate with you. I'm an open person, very open to any individual. I'm very grateful for the breaths I can take because I felt like whatever divine power that's fueling my thoughts, especially through my last panic attack back in March, it fueled me enough to realize it's gratitude that gets you through the most disturbing moments. Because you can change your attitude. Just don't hold it. Thank you all. Have a happy and safe holiday weekend. And again, make it a good morning, good evening, good night. Hope you all enjoy my sacks.